0: You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love.
1: All right, everyone, it's time for another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. What's the best way to treat pain? You put a bag of ice on it. That's right. This week, Ice Cold Takes is teamed up with the New York Painters hockey podcast. Boys, say hello to the lovely people. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves?
2: How's it going? Um, so yeah, I'm Jacob Berkowitz and, and host uh Shragi. Yeah, I'm Shraggy, and uh, together we are the New
1: York Rangers All right, thanks for joining me, boys. So today we're going to talk about how the Rangers might make a trade for Jacob Chickren as well as Henrik Lunkwist retirement night. Um, so I mean, over the past couple of weeks, Jacob Chickren from Arizona, defenseman, has kind of floated about in uh, trade talks, multiple teams, Kings, Rangers uh very talented defenseman last week i kind of brushed over him because people were trying to make the theoretical of trading lindgren for um chikrin and i didn't like that because it's it's a lateral move but if you if you decide to trade like keandre miller for a guy like chikrin that's an upgrade right there you would have yeah. truba and chikrin as your second pair that's pretty good what do you guys think
2: um I think I <laughs> yes right you could give your opinion first
0: <laughs> all right fine i'll take this um i've i've said for a while that you know th- their defense has not in general been the main problem here you see their 5 on 5 sucks um their 5 on 5 is not doing well and to go ahead and tell me that we should take away players like keandre miller and and truba from the, from where they are and say let's upgrade a defensive defenseman position with a 23 year old who um who has a lot of upside, I don't feel like that's what you're taking the next step for the team. You know, in general, if you're not giving um, so much, let's say for him, um, if that's, if you're giving a couple of rookies who we feel like are not really something, they are more of a, a process for the future. So I hear you're getting him for the right price and adding him. So he's taking away, he's adding another spot to the team, taking over Lunkvist's spot or whatever spot you want to put him into. But to go ahead and tell me that, you know, um, Uh, to go ahead and tell me that he's the guy that's taking the next step. I just don't feel that that's what it is. So for asking for a big package for this guy, uh, Eichel's type package and for the Rangers to be giving that, to see Chickren's like the next big move. uh, I just don't feel that that's where you go to.
1: All right. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I get what you mean by like, like the next big move. You were, you're expecting more of like a move for a forward, like a JT Miller, right. Or hurdle.
0: Well, JT Miller, not exactly, but hurdle. Yes heard okay
1: yeah so miller's
0: miller's locker presence is not what we need jt miller yes yeah
1: jt miller yeah Yeah. i've heard i've heard the stories of how when he used to be on the rangers he would uh he'd be out late drinking uh the night of games night before games i think right so i mean yeah you're, you're right about that we don't need that hurdle would would probably be a good asset to acquire but then you run the risk of what are you going to do with Strom? are you going to resign him or are you going to resign hurdle in the offseason so like for me personally i don't think the rangers should be making a rental type trade this season unless it's a it's a, a slam dunk like if it's like a second or a third round pick for kessel you could just do that that's honestly that's fine this year's draft class apparently it's not as strong as next year's so i wouldn't mind doing that like a second for kessel he would help out on the power play even though we don't really need any more help uh that Thing is amazing, but
0: might help on 5v5. Definitely, and and you know, a player like a player like uh Phil Kessel for the right price, as you're saying, could add really a lot to this team, especially with his being a veteran and everything, could really add a lot to this young team. So, that's really actually a pretty good move for the right price. But I have a really strong feeling uh, for the Rangers that you can't sit here and let. Every, you know, you you look at the other players that have left the Rangers, like Butchnevich, who we all feel sad about that. We we just let this guy go. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't want to just let people out of here because, you know, you want to right now win it. But on the other hand, you're in a situation that you haven't been in in a while. You look like a good team. So you need to sort of get in the middle of where you're not giving up too much, but getting back more. And that's not easy.
1: Right. So, I mean, with a chicken type deal it seems like it would be more of a move to the future like uh his term is is very good it's the the salary is like 4.6 million and he's got he's locked up for another four years after this year i believe uh if i'm not mistaken i
2: think it's i think it might be three years after this year i think this is the fourth year i could be mistaken
1: yeah you you might be right about that so that's a that's a that's a very, very good contract. So if you decide to make the trade for him, you'd probably have to get them to retain half the salary because the way the cap hit works out. I've heard rumors that the salary cap's going to go up a million dollars. So it's 81.5 million is the ceiling this year. So 82 and a half million next year. So as of right now, we have 11, we'd have 11.6 million to sign Strom Rooney, Gauthier, Kako and Blay and also Georgiev. But, we don't know what we're gonna do with Georgiev. So it's it's gonna be pretty difficult. It's gonna be tight. So in terms of salary dumps, the only guys we have are Hedel and Nemeth. You could maybe move Barkley Goudreau and Jacob Truba, but those guys have no move clauses. Like, and it's gonna be very difficult. Goudreau's got like a fifteen team team no trade clause, and then I think Truba's got a full no move clause. Like he could veto a trade to anybody. So so
2: oh sorry about um Regarding Trouba and Kreider, there's this like popular opinion that in 2024, when both you no know, trade clauses, I think, I don't know if they come off or they like somewhat come off, like maybe it goes to 16 teams. I believe that would, that was the window to trade one of those guys. Um, but prior to, um, I I'd bet money on that Trouba and Kreider say no. The whole reason why that whole like drama with Winnipeg was that Trouba wanted to be. In a place where his fiance, because she was a doctor, she wanted to do all this stuff with college and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't see Truba saying yes just because of family reasons. And Kreider, I mean, why would he say yes? It just didn't, doesn't make sense. In regards to Chikrin, I don't see, again, like you said, how the cap could work with this. It just doesn't add up. We have Kako to resign. We have everyone to resign. It doesn't make sense unless there's cap going the other way. I know you could probably get rid of Nemeth. Maybe you could throw in a second or a third. To get rid of that cap, um, Jory's never going to admit it for his life that he got that one wrong. But we all know he did. I mean, he he's been worse than freaking Jack Johnson. <laughs> it's been that bad. Um, in regards to again, also there's now preliminary talks with Ryan Strom. And while the Rangers were one of the not the, were one of the they were the only team that actually offered Arizona Coyotes a proper offer Sunday, uh, the trade was reported to involve centered around kraftsov we don't know the other you know pieces in there, but i think we could you know imagine what they were probably a first another prospect etc because we know the framework of the trade but yeah again it doesn't make sense to add chick run because you know you need to resign Strom or if you're not resigning Strom, you know who's the second line center of the future so while your defense, again, like Shrocky said, it's not the problem. You have to address your five v five because it's absolutely been abysmal this year.
1: Right? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Five v five has just been is just been terrible. It's like it's crazy how we're first place in our division and we have all these scoring problems. It just goes to show how damn good Igor Shesterkin has been in that. And it's just like back in the old days when Lundqvist was in between the pipes, he would carry those teams. We'd struggle handle like we'd struggle maintaining possession of the puck. We wouldn't get many chances, and we'd barely had many goals. We would win games like one nothing or two to one, three to two even. But you know, that's that should be the main priority I think for ne- this year and next year. I don't need to see a trade deadline acquisition for a forward this season. I'm fine with it coming in the offseason. I'm fine if you keep your first round pick this year. But if you end up trading over the summer, your first round pick, like right before the draft uh, for somebody that's a longer term solution, whether it's on the wing or if you want to move on from Strom, I'm fine with that. But as you said, Jacob, at, like the, the Rangers are starting to talk with Strom about a contract extension. If they could get that to a reasonable amount of money where it's not too much, like not more than 6.25 million, I think the Rangers are going to have a, a little bit more cap space, a little bit more flexibility to maybe make a trade for Chikrin or JT Miller or Hurdle, one of those guys, and find a way to keep Kako, Rooney, Goche. Those are the guys that you need to keep around. Kako, definitely. If you could keep Rooney, I don't know how much money he's going to be asking for because he's on league minimum right now pretty much, and he's been
0: outstanding the past couple of years. Right. I mean, I, I like to go a step back from this to get to this point, because I always, you know, me and Jacob have been discussing this of where do you feel what's considered a successful season for the Rangers, according to the way you say things um, to you, I guess it seems like this team and the way it is, you're happy if they just make the playoffs. Is that right? This is not it. Let me be clear here. Because of our five V five
1: issues, we are not a Stanley cup contender. We're not, I'm telling you that we will be Mike, I don't know if you guys heard it. Mike Rupp on the NHL network said, in the next four years, the Rangers are going to win the Stanley Cup. It's just not this year, and I agree with him. This year, we're, our guys are still developing. Kako Lafreniere have struggled mightily this season. If, I, I'd say they might have taken a step back. I don't know. I don't know if, if I could go ahead and make that claim. That might not be an ice-cold take, but the Rangers have their scoring issues, and then you look at other teams in our division, like the Capitals, the Penguins, Carolina. You saw how good of a forechecking team Carolina was and all they do is shoot the puck they get chances up and down the ice like crazy our team is very good at deep uh goaltending and on the power play so I think I need another year or two of development from our uh, younger guys before I'm ready to say let's go all in and make a trade for a big big guy at the deadline
0: yeah uh-huh. that's that's it's, it's a good point there that you're saying over there with with um you know, within the next four years, I guess the, you could say that the Rangers, uh, in, the, in the situation they are in, um, for them to go all in would not be a good idea. On the other hand, if the Rangers would make any move during this point, is Chikrin the move because of the situation they're in? Or do you tell me, no, don't make any moves, save everything? Because although we're saying that Chikrin is a a cap problem. If you're telling me within the next four years, they have a championship and you're trying to build that team and you're not working for this year. So then why not go for chicken? I
1: think if there's an offer on the table from Arizona, like if Drury proposes, like getting chicken at 50% retained salary, so that would be a $2.3 million cap hit. I would go ahead and And try for that right away because next three years the guy yeah the guy signed for the next three years after this year at 2.3 million dollars that is very cheap that's less than our top pairing defenseman Lindgren's making he's only making three million dollars if you could find a way to do that and get Strom to take a little bit of a salary cut like less than 6.25 I'd say like maybe 6 5.75 5.85 something like that then I think you pull the trigger on that trade because a lot of people are saying that Chikrin is like the real deal. He's a great defenseman and this could help us out. He's also a lefty shot. He's He's also also a a left. Yeah. So at this point in Keandre Miller's career, I I like him. I think he's going to be a good player, but right now I don't think he's where he needs to be. If you talk to like guys like step boy, Steven, or even drew drew way, he might say that like Miller is not where he should be at this season, this season. His defense has kind of regressed, but his offensive game has stepped up. But I need to see him use his body more. That's the biggest issue. He's so he's so tall, but he always just uses his stick. He never uses that frame to his advantage.
2: Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to also get into is regarding Chikrin's retained salary. I I mean, it, I guess anything is possible, but I could only imagine – what the offer would have to be in order to get not only Chikran in general, just for Chikran and a 50% retained. I mean, you were already talking about a possible first uh, Zach Jones and Vitaly Kraftsoff or instead of Zach Jones, Nils Lundqvist. But I mean, you could only imagine if it was retained, that's probably a King's ransom mm. uh, for a, a top left-handed defenseman. So maybe maybe it makes more sense not to put like all our eggs in one basket and maybe go after the five V five again. Imagine a top four with and Lindgren, Fox and Truba. I'm not doing the exact pairs, but just to get the idea. I mean, that that's not only a contending top four that, that could be one of the best in the league, potentially. That's, I, I I don't think I've ever lived to see a defensive core of the Rangers that good. And you have Igor in net, So like, like we dare you to score on us now. We have four amazing defensemen. One is the Norris reigning winner, and then you got a Vesna winner in net, or not a Vesna winner. I'm sorry, a, v- a Vesna candidate possibly.
1: Mm-hmm. And he should he should honestly he should win the Vesna this year if he if he remains healthy the rest of the way. Knock on wood. Uh, he's he's should win that. I don't know how. I think there's votes for. Um, they're voting on like NHL.com, like preliminary votes, and it's like tied between him and Vasilevsky. I
0: don't understand that at all, man. Like his name is Vasilevsky. Yeah, Vasilevsky.
2: Right. It's, it's all about name. Like that's why Drew Doughty, like two years ago, was still in the mix for the Norris winner, even yeah. though he was average, because he was Drew Doughty. Right. Right. Therefore, the logic of NHL voting, you know, is not exactly up to par.
1: Yeah, it's just like baseball voting. I don't know if you guys follow it, but Barry Bonds yeah, did not get into the Hall of Fame and that's That was a,
0: ridiculous. That's a damn it,
1: shame. He should have made it years ago. Greatest player ever. Like on
0: like one of the greatest players ever and he's not in the Hall of Fame. I never understood since when just because a guy took steroids. I understand like his game like you could tell me that you could tell me that he didn't do well if like um um, if like he only play, played the, with steroids, but before he even took steroids, he was leaving the league. So you're going to tell me like, he wasn't talented. Like seriously? Barry
1: Bonds is not a hall of famer just because he hit the most home runs in history. He's a hall <laughs> of famer because of how little he struck out, how many times he walked, how many hits he had his on base percentage, his batting average, all the intentional walks, all the, all the walks that hit by pitches that he had, he, he was like, a pitcher's nightmare no one wanted to pitch to that guy he has striking out, knowledge of the
0: strike zone that's right why out. he should be in there right and that striking out has nothing to do with taking steroids right okay. right <laughs> seriously <laughs> you could take away take away all the
1: like before he took steroids he was an amazing player amazing with the Pittsburgh Pirates you look at his oh, stats. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. talked about this on on like an episode a while ago on our podcast that you know Barry Vaughn should be in the hall <laughs> of Fame. We go on these tangents sometimes where it's just like we talk about the Rangers, then something else comes up and we're just like, oh, yeah, Barry Bonds definitely, definitely got screwed. He should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know why he isn't. I don't know. Uh, You
0: think, you think, you think McCarr gets it over Fox? Me? I don't think, Uh, I I don't understand. I don't
1: understand why people are saying McCarr deserves it
0: this year over Fox. Like
1: Fox (laughs) is having, I think Fox is having a better season than last year. Yeah. How is he going to, how is he
2: not going to win? How is he not going to repeat? The rule of NHL voting is that the lower you were drafted, the higher chance you have winning of trophies. That's let's, basically let's, the rule.
1: Let's, let's get our, our, our priority straight here, though. Um, this is the year McDavid shouldn't be winning MVP, and it should be to Fox. So we should start saying Fox or Hart. Like, There's honestly, no, if, you from, if you take Fox away
2: from 15 games, what's that? Like, the first, like, obviously he's still a monster right now, but the first 15 games, Adam Fox, I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime a defenseman. Take it to that level in my life. That oh, was yeah,
0: sure yeah.
1: You took him away. From, you take him away from our team, or for those fifteen games, we're not even near as good. Oh no, not even team. close. Like our power play suffers immensely. You're you're looking at like our power play arguably being as bad as our five v five. Well, maybe because we have Kreider, so maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe a, still a little bit better than our five v five, but. It would take a significant hit if you took Fox off the off the Rangers. That's why I think he should be MVP this year.
0: And it makes no sense almost uh, it makes almost no sense. I really didn't understand. I did I didn't notice this actually for a while that our five and five is this bad because you know you looked around and first like they weren't scoring and you're blaming it that the wasn't doing well, then you blamed it on this and that. And at the end you look at it the Rangers are doing you know they're not doing much better in give you know in shots but they're not giving many goals up you look at many games they score goals and you're trying to figure out where did they get those goals from and then you look and you go one's right after a power play so you had a guy on the loose you another one was uh shorthanded another one was you know where their best player was down another one you know you look at the situations and you go well the Rangers do take uh advantage of power plays and and of, of of maybe rushes, but they can't get that first pass up the ice. That's if you can't get that first pass up the ice and get into the offensive zone, you're never gonna be able to score because you have no setup. Every team they'll do a hard four check, just watch the Kings. That's why that Kings game was ridiculously fun because they actually got over that. They changed that, they got they played their speed, they got into the offensive zone. That's how you play a five and five if you're not able to do that in a five on five and only because you're in the ready, the offensive zone, because of a power play, that's a problem with your team. It's in the way they're playing and not just the players. They're definitely, the Rangers
1: are definitely not playing to their individual strengths. So Kako and Lafreniere are so talented. They're probably the, the most skilled players on our team. And they always dump and chase the puck. Why? Why are they still doing that? David Quinn system. is not here anymore. Make a move at the blue line, beat the trap. I don't care. Just, I don't care if you make a mistake, you're not going to get benched. Gallant is not going to do that to you. Just make the move, get around the defender. If you, if you fall down or whatever, just get back up and keep skating. I don't care. Just don't just dump it in and then go for a line change. I'm tired of the, the dump and chase because we don't have enough speed to, to support the forecheck to get into the, to the boards. This is not like the 2013-14 Rangers where every guy on our team was fast as hell. It's not the same.
0: And it sort of changed the problem. Remember, um, (laughs) talk about Lundqvist times. It used to be they used to get power plays, and they never scored on power plays. Right, it's a complete
2: 180. It's a 180.
0: Yeah, our power play, it was
1: a miracle if we scored. Remember 2012 and 13, like that series against the Bruins, we scored in the last game. Oh and that was our only goal in Game Five. Like that was an an atrocity. That was probably the main reason why John Tortorella got fired.
0: Why he wasn't the coach of the Rangers for the following season. I remember kept. I remember I kept looking up like who had the highest penalty minutes and going, "Get rid of that guy. Get rid of that guy. We can never do. You know, we couldn't get power. Also, they stunk on power um, on on uh, on kills. They stuck stunk on kills. And now they're, they're top five.
1: That's our. This year, our saving grace is our special teams and our goaltending.
2: It was funny because I think one game we won. It, I think we won in overtime, like four to three or something, and somehow none of them were on five 8 five. I think one was shorthanded, one was a power play. I think then one was a four on four, and then there was three on i I'm like, this is just classic Rangers hockey. And speaking of like the dump and chase, I spoke to Drew. at drew a a few like weeks ago regarding this. Uh-huh. It just seems like it's Gallant's system to do more of the dump and chase, and whether we both we both agree that you know you have playmakers like Panarin, you have speedsters like Kreider, goal scorers like Zavarejad, these guys should be doing a transition game, not a dump and chase game. Mm-hmm. We don't again, like you said, we don't have enough speedsters on this team. We're not a bunch of Carl Haglens anymore. In uh, didn't we have a bunch of fast players in 2014 or 15? He's,
0: Kevin Hayes, you had um um Haglin Hayes, um, Kreider krider and then i think you also had what's his name no girardi wasn't fast
2: um Pessaro wasn't known to be crazy m- fast McDonough but donna like,
0: wasn't slow right you know, donna definitely was not team. slow
2: no
1: so, but, you know really good but, skater
0: absolutely but yeah. you know let's let's look at it why are they successful in that power on the power plays look at you know i always noticed that pass across to the for that one timer where is that in the regular game I've, I don't often see that in the regular game, that slide across the ice for as a I know air- that
2: they're going to do that now. It, it's the oldest trick in the book now for the Rangers. So when then they switch them up a little bit, you ever, every, time, every time you notice, every single time the Rangers power play changes a little bit, it'll start going. And then, and then it'll stop. And then you'll say, okay, we, go, we should go back because that means it's not working. Mm-hmm. It just means your power play is too predictable. That's the only reason why you were scoring in the beginning. Now, I know our power play is you know, doing really well. But the reason why he's wasn't scoring from that circle was just because, I mean, I saw a power play once. I think half of the I think two of the guys were just on him and just like, I mean, like, let Ryan Strom shoot that all day. He's not making an open net. So it, it just seemed too predictable. <laughs> also, regarding regarding um, what you said before, uh, playing like a team or playing as individuals. It's very weird because it seemed like last year they were playing more as individuals and this year they're playing more as a team. Like last year we were complaining, oh, they're just playing as individuals. You know, they're not driving it as a group. That's a problem. And now this year it's the opposite. It's like they're a team and that's why they're winning so many games. But you still want them to have those individual, like, you know, skill sets to bring to the team. Well, um, for I'm not so concerned about. I just think he's keeping it simple for now. And he's, I think he's too conservative just... right now. Right, exactly. But I think Kako was the more of a concern. It was very off putting to me that when he was getting going with Panarin and Strom, and then Gallant moved him to the top, it just baffled me. Like, this guy I think had six points in those seven games. Why are you moving him?
1: That was the best hockey I've ever seen that kid play on the Rangers. Like, that was unbelievable. If you look, if you go back, what I did, I went back and I looked at his um, world championships highlights right before he got drafted in that summer. Um, I've never seen. Oh, like, it's a, a player. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've never seen a player single-handedly carry their team like that. Like, single-handedly, like, be such – I don't even know. Like, this was unbelievable. The way – everything he did, the way he skated, the way he shot the puck, the way he passed, everything had a purpose, and he was so damn confident in himself. Like, I thought that was the player that we're going to get. Remember the Traverse City goal he scored where he did the wrap around
2: twice? With Kapokako. Yes, Oh, yeah, I'm like, holy cow, this one where end, did that like season?
1: where did that confidence go? I
2: think Quinn just destroyed it. That's why I think Gowan has to build that's, from the ground up. Quinn that's had what, absolutely destroyed Kako. I think Lafreniere, like one season wasn't too bad. I think he could have regained himself. But I mean, you see Kako every time they mention Quinn. It's like, don't ever tell me that name again at but, this
1: at this point in their careers. Kako and Lafreniere should have already been given the chance to succeed and or to fail, whatever, however you want to say it. Guys like Zgris that are are the guys on their team. Zgris is like their first line center. now. I mean, Getzloff is having a very good season, but Zgris is the future right now. For us right now, our future is not Kako and Lafreniere. It is Panarin and Zbanejad and Kreider and Fox. Those guys, Shesterkin.
2: I think the more problem was that they had they, didn't, they don't have to find roles, which I think is a huge problem. Right. They I are overshadowed. Yeah. They're
1: overshadowed. And they, exactly. were ne- they weren't given enough time, enough ice time, enough chance, enough chances to play at like, the, top, the top line with, under David Quinn. You never see Lafreniere have the puck. Like I always, unless he was in the top six, I never see him. I never notice him in the games. Unless Kako was playing with Panarin and Strom, I never saw. I never noticed him with the puck. He was just there. He's just well, the on the line. Time,
0: the only time you do notice him is he—he he is very physical. So you do notice him. Let's say you know a couple of good hits, scrums. You right. don't notice him though playing with the puck, trying to make a play to get himself. I,
1: yes, but that's what that's what I'm looking for though. That's right. You don't draft the problem, first right?
2: overall pick to hit.
1: Right. I mean, so, I want that to be part of his game, sure, but I want the other stuff to be there as well i want the whole package i want the complete package i don't want just the body checking and the fourth line aspect of it i want
0: the first line part of it too all of it the rangers didn't draft him to in order you know in, in a first round i forgot about that and like a top 10 pick in order for him to just right now be like averaging and everyone going and saying oh this guy looks like he can be good right now he's supposed to be something where we're going. Yo, this guy's stepping up. He's reached the next step. Let's get to the next level. Next level. You see him stuck at a level. He's not moving. He doesn't seem to want to. Like I don't know him. Want? I. I. My question is, if they're so busy working on the Rangers, you know, trying to win games and stuff, if they're not working on developing these guys.
1: Yeah, it seems like these guys are plateauing, and I don't know. Maybe they were. It's kind of like Rick when Nash got traded to the Rangers. He had all those 40-goal, 30-goal seasons with Columbus. He was the guy on that team. And then when he when he came to the Rangers, it, it felt like he was a bit overshadowed. Like, he didn't have his production uh, be as good until it, he had that 40-goal season with us. That was, like, the key. He was our guy. I think, like, with Kako and Lafreniere, because they were the guys, the main people, the main player on their team, uh, like in Finland and Canada, in the juniors for, uh, for Lafreniere, I think that helped them a lot. Like that made them play like the beast that they were. And now that you have Panarin and Zabanjad and all those guys, it overshadows you. And I don't know, maybe they're less confident or, you know, they're not as into it as they, as we'd want them to be. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for them to get involved more whether it's they have the puck on, generate a scoring chance, passing it, shooting the puck, whatever. I just don't want them to be invisible like Lafreniere has been most of the th- most of the season for me.
2: Do you that. believe that if he was on Detroit like we were talking about the roles? do you believe if Raymond was in in New York and Lafreniere was in Detroit? Oh, do you see Raymond being this version of Lafreniere and Lafreniere being that version of Raymond? Do yes. You think it swaps? Yes. Absolutely. I think, I
1: think with any of those guys, unless you're putting, unless you're, you're giving them the defined role, like you guys said, like a defined role on the top six or on the, and on the power play, the first unit, the the unit that's out there the most, then it's the same, unless you're doing that, then it's, it's going to be, you know, you know, Raymond would struggle with the Rangers. I love him. I thought I wanted the Rangers to draft him. But we ended up winning first overall pick, so of course you're going to go with Lafreniere. It's it was clear as day you're going to pick Lafreniere first overall, not Byfield.
0: Well, he his 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 uh I I guess what they were saying to about him before is he's a Connor McDavid like player. You know, they, they I was seeing
1: Crosby comparisons too.
0: Yeah, I was seeing all these comparisons. First of all, I hate comparisons in general. When I like look into these players at a draft, I say to myself, okay, I want to see their highlights. I want to see the way they are on the ice. What's their presence? Uh, what are they like off the ice? Do they have a good, uh, team, uh, feeling, you know, what I want on my team. I don't look at the guy and say, Oh yeah. So I see a a little bit of a Forsberg with a a little bit of Crosby and a McDavid. And it's not what I'm looking at when I'm looking at a player, because at the end of the day, this guy could come to the team and notice, Hey, one second, you know what my future is, uh, this, this, and this type of player. Um, okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to work with it and he can end up being very successful that way. Now, if you look at someone like Lucas Raymond on his team, I mean, there's a little less – I mean, I feel like the Red Wings are a little more working on developing for the future, while the Rangers really seem to want to win it now. I think that's the focus of the team, and that's why players like Kako and LaFarnier and really any rookie on the team, even if they – you know, even a Braden Schneider who looks good – they're not really working on developing these guys up there because they want to win it now. The feeling of New York is we need to win this. Where the Rangers, we're a bunch. We've made the playoff. We made the playoffs a couple of years ago for ten years in a row. We didn't do anything with it. We need to win now, and they're not working on the rookies.
1: I bet. I bet that like when Strom, Panera, and Kreider, all those guys get older, like when they're ready to move out from New York. That's when Kako and Lafreniere are going to put it together. That's my call. That's my prediction. That's what I think is going to happen. I think it's not going to be like, okay, we have them on the same team right now, but they're not going to be, the players that they need to be at the same time. It's going to be, s-
0: or they'll send them away and we'll get a Buchnevich situation again.
1: Nah, I don't think they're going to get rid of them so quickly. I think they're going to stick it out with them. Cause and why the would you trade Buchnevich right.
0: if that?
1: Okay. So for me now, I, uh, now I understand why it was such a big deal to trade Buchnevich because our five V five game sucks this year. I mean, oh. it wasn't outstanding last year either. I, I still think if we had Bucnevic this year, we'd still have our problems. Even though they that's scored
0: cool. earlier in games this year, you look at a first period they were down three to one. Yeah, they might win the game five four. They're down three to one in the first period. You can't start a game like that.
2: Well, you look oh. at Calgary that just had sixty three shots against Columbus. It's going to make no sense, but somehow the Rangers are going to only have three shots. It's
1: yeah, make... exa- that's what I was saying before we started. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what's going to happen. The uh, Columbus got shelled last night. They're going to take it to us this. this. Oh, and the oh, guy, that scores, and the guy that
0: scores hasn't scored in like, what are we going to say? 40 games? What are we going to do? What number? Over under 40. I
1: it's think there's a, a first NHL, like a, a first NHL goal candidate on, on Columbus this game is there,
2: too. Is there? I think I so. I looked it up. I don't think, because Cole Sillinger, um, I don't think so. Because I think all the rookies got, I think I checked before I could be wrong. But I looked before because I was like, "Oh, I'll go on like drugs or something." That boy
1: Steven this uh, guy, brought it up. Hang on, let me see what he what he said. You ready? Showtime
2: on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy.
0: Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy
1: margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah.
2: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. What's what the poster, said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Do you want to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G- Gavin G-
1: Bayreuther. What are the odds Gavin Bayreuther gets his first Let's this go, season?
0: Gavin Bayreuther. Let's go. Is he the
1: defenseman go. or forward? Um no idea. Gavin Bayreuther, As long as he's not man. a going
2: man, he's scoring <laughs> tonight. Yeah, as long as he's
1: <laughs> for real. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's like we're gonna they're gonna stick it to us in the first period. I I already know it. And it shouldn't happen because this team's coming Columbus is coming off a of back to back. This is the second of a back to back. They just got shelled last night. They're literally in pieces we should take full advantage we've had two days of rest we should be we should be good Gauthier is playing on the top line free julian gochier that like i'm i'm like his biggest supporter i was like making fun of him like for always crashing into the net and not knowing how to score on a breakaway but oh, yes, i love the guy move. he's only got one move but at least you see what i mean though like he, he has the purpose the yeah, at least he at least he he goes to the net, right? Like he doesn't he, plays he always to his takes, strength. he has an
0: energy. He has an energy.
1: Yes, he plays with confidence and energy, and I like that. He hits hard does
2: everyone, too. Does everyone remember Lafreniere's goal versus Boss in one of the last games last year It was the where th- he like he, roofed one backhand or I'm like holy cow. That was
1: an incredible showcase of skill right there. Like
2: I That's what sure we we're, we're looking see for that this year.
1: That's what we're looking for. And I love I love what Lafreniere did In the shootout, I love that. If that number one was pointed in reference to Byfield, good for the kid. He's got some serious balls on him, honestly.
0: Uh, I think LeFarnier Lefarnier could score tonight. I think I think with after that game.
1: I want to see that attitude in every game. I said
0: I want that attitude for every game. You're allowed to have that attitude. You're allowed to have that attitude. You're allowed to have that on the ice. You know, Marsha and people bash him. And, yeah, you know, I was at a game. uh, I, I was actually with. My 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 wife is an Islanders fan. Just just take that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I went to and I went to an Islander game with her last year to the Islanders Bruins game. And uh and Marshand, I think the Bruins won and Marshand as he's coming off the ice says a four-letter word, you Islanders fans, and that's what he says. He screams that as he comes out, and as <laughs> and everyone's, like, like, all upset at him. Like, how could he do that? And I said to someone, you know what? If you were on his team right now, you're excited. You're hyped. You love time, it. You love it, okay? As much as people bash Marshands for being like that, when you're on that team, the excitement could just bring you to a win. That's how you have to be on the ice. A guy like Reeves, his excitement and the way he is on the ice, even if he's not, you know, producing, let's say, the goals and the scoring for us, he's a, a presence that you cannot compare to a player like, you know, a, 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 you know, a who just like maybe will get you something or there but with the attitude, there's nothing of the attitude there. You need some of that on the team.
1: He needs a fire lit under his ass. Like, honestly. He yeah. had one,
2: and then go on, poured it out when you put him on the top line.
1: I know, like he fought, he played so damn well with, with Panarin and Strom. It was like, it was incredible. It was, oh my gosh, that was like some of the best hockey I've ever seen him play. Like, that was so exciting how that line would play. I would just want that that line to be out there the entire time. Like, it started with that goal against the Devils. I always talk about that one. Oh, that was he great. He strips the puck of Graves in the neutral zone, gives the... Does the give and go with Strom makes was- the move on Blackwood and scores the beautiful goal. I wish
0: I saw that every game, like even, non- even if he doesn't score, I want to see him in the game have such a chemistry situation. That's like, really important. And you know what? I, I-, I know we're focusing on Lafarnier, but you know Kako at the beginning to a little bit more closer, you know since like a couple of months ago before he got injured, um, um, we started discussing how you know, he's finding the net. he's being in the right spot in the right time. And that was really important because, especially when he was on the line and he had, he was getting rebounds of Kreider and he was putting them in and being in the right spot and he was getting used to it. Now he got hurt. You know, it doesn't give me a good feeling for him.
1: For Kako or for? Yeah, now
0: that he's injured because, you know, he was getting to a right spot at a certain point. And now. now like-
1: okay, okay. Yeah. And, and now for, for Lafreniere, I think they got to keep him in the playing with with the best players they have to keep him with like Panarin or Str- like Lafreniere and Strom just have such great chemistry together I don't know what it is but they play so damn well together he's a completely different player Lafreniere is when he when he is playing with Strom doesn't matter who else is on that line just put him with Strom put Panarin with Sabanajad and Kreider I don't care just like just put Lafreniere in the top six that's all I need I'm more nice Yeah, he doesn't have the puck enough. That's the thing. Like he doesn't have it on his stick. I think I I counted one game against Vegas. He only had the puck like twenty times, and he was playing in the top six. That was without Panarin. He had the puck like twenty-two times. That's it on his stick.
2: I hate it, but I know off it's going to be on the third line tonight, and it's going to
1: make no sense. I know. Like, I need him with I need him with Kreider and Zibanejad.
2: But Kako doesn't even make sense. Kako doesn't even make sense with. How are you having Kreider and Kako? You need a playmaker, you need a sniper, and then you need a forechecker. Are you having four, two four-checkers with a Lafreniere sniper? would actually be perfect because exactly. he, he likes to lay the
1: body in the corner. And Kako, Kako is a, it just likes to pass it all around. I th- or no, he he, he would be he'd better be four suited- checker, He's he'd be better suited for Panarin and Strom. Right.
2: He be. Yeah. It says on NHL projected lineups so friendly on the third line. Also, I know those aren't always accurate, but. It's go with what,
1: go with always go with what Vince Mercogliano says. Yeah, he didn't post it
2: yet. That's why I was looking at him first, and he didn't post it yeah, yet. I was right yeah, in practice in pra- practice
1: yesterday, Goche was on the top line. I know that because I quote tweeted it. But did you guys see did you guys see his uh listen to his podcast with Zuccarello?
2: No, I didn't get to it yet, but I'm I'm hopefully gonna listen to it tomorrow morning.
1: I haven't finished I, that's it, gotta be. but I listened to the Zuccarello part, man. I miss that. I miss Zuccarello. He was my favorite player, guys. Like, oh, it was. Yeah, I love. Ryder
2: picked him up when he scored.
1: Yeah, I had that. I had that picture. It was like they're screaming at each other or whatever. Ryder screaming in his face. Uh, Panarin, Strom, Goudreau, second line. Laugh, Baron and Hunt on the third line. Oh, McKeg, Rooney, Reeves, fourth line. (laughs) <laughs> freaking
2: McKay. Oh my
1: gosh. Oh McKay is actually playing pretty well. I He will, is, yeah.
2: but still I mean he won't he won't be no in the
1: lineup. Him. He won't be in the lineup when um when we're full strength though. I You're
2: you're underestimating the Rangers, man. It's got to happen.
1: No, Gallant said that he he will he's sticking with his guys like when when Hunt came back, you know all those guys Greco, Gettinger, they were playing well, but he said no no no, no. I'm putting Hunt back in there. Like we're not the, we're, we got here. This is our team. We have our team right now. We're putting him right back in there. So I mean, uh, that's how he is. So I know. I'm pretty sure McKegg's going to be taken out. He's he's been playing really well though. I'm very happy with how he's played. He's not just a, a just a pylon out there like Nemeth or Tonori. Right,
2: a traffic tell, card.
0: Brian, I always tell Jacob that even if a guy. You know, his, you know, you look, you don't see the stats there. If the guy's a positive on the ice, you see him getting some good hits, you see him getting some good passes in his eight minutes of ice time, even, um, then you know that that's a guy that's not a negative to your team. That's a guy that maybe you'll end up trading or whatever it is. But he's a guy that at least you could say, I'm willing to look at my lineup and say, he's not a minus. He's not going to ruin the players around him.
1: What do you yeah. guys think of Braden
2: Schneider so far? Love I him. I love him. Mm-hmm. I just I like feel his- so bad for him that he has to play with Nemeth, man. Oh my gosh! Nils Wanklos wasn't even doing bad. You look at his analytics. I know analytics doesn't tell the whole story. I, I my philosophy is it's both the eye test and analytics. It's not one or the other. One sh-
1: they they com- they should confirm each other. They they really should. The Rangers have struggled I- mightily at five e five, and you know where they are in expected goals
2: for. It's like near the bottom of the league. It's been that, that bad. up today. I'm interested to see maybe he'll play today. Who? Zach Jones. Imagine him and a Brian Schneider pairing on the bottom line.
1: Love that they, they wouldn't do. That. That. They yeah, but they wouldn't do that, that. Glant, do that. If if Glant is true to his word, if I'm a betting man to to use his words, um, he won't do that because they're they're too alike. But he would put Nemeth and Tenority together because they're two veterans, right? You know, like right. that I, makes no sense
0: at all. Well, I mean, I oh, Jacob showed me to be Jacob. Part? Jacob, you showed me at the beginning of the year, you remember that 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 stat with how people play with Nemeth without Nemeth. I wonder if they have oh, that that with
2: uh, Joseph, I'll send you it after this. It is so different when Nils is without and with Nemeth. It's a whole different play analytically-wise. But regarding um, Hayek, I, we confirmed this on our podcast. I wanted to ask you, do you believe Libra Hayek has dirt on Chris Jury? There's just no other logical explanation.
1: Ooh, that's interesting. Interesting. Um, the logical think there's... explanation, right? there's there's um okay so you remember when after the bubble play-in round that the when we got kicked out by carolina
0: yeah so there was a rumor
1: that came out in i guess whatever hayek's country is czech republic i think um an article in that language came out where he was asked about he he was talking about lundquist and he said yeah lundquist he he, he got up in the dressing room and he said, yeah, I just want to let you guys know this is my last game as a Ranger. Uh, and, and then Hayek was like, yeah, I used to admire that guy. I used to try and be like him. I wore the same jeans as him even. And like, well, like that was like a bombshell. Like Because we found out months later that um, well, the, oh, when we found out now. about yeah, the article, it was the now. same time the Rangers bought out Lundqvist, right? So that came out. So I don't know. I don't think it's, I think it's within the realm of possibility that Hayek has, has dirt on him. I actually, when I had D'Angelo on the podcast, like um, November of 2020, I had him on. I actually did. We actually had him on and uh, we ran a a list of questions by him. And that was on there. Like Hayek, what was it like? Was, did Hayek actually say this in the dressing room? And he told us not to ask that question.
2: Oh gosh. So it's, 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 I mean, can you ever think of any other, logical explanation of why libra hayek is still on this team
1: maybe he has something yeah you know what i mean like eh, i don't know if if they re-sign him in the offseason <laughs> he's got something good, i'm done yeah no yeah then he has something. he's probably got wrap. like he's probably got like like i don't know anti-vax messages from chris drury, chris drury or yeah like, exactly like, like like Chris Jury was at the January sixth riot or something. I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> that makes sense. Something crazy. It's got to be. It's got to be something like. Oh my gosh! Like none of us will all go crazy if we found out.
2: I mean, indirectly, they lost Kraftsoff because of that. They didn't want to waive him, so they They put down Kraftsoff off through to Hartford, because uh, they they were waiting on a trade for Libra Hayek, and now, obviously no one's touching Libra Hayek. Um, it's it just, it's just honestly ridiculous. The mismanagement of this team, you got Kravtsov, that's gone. Um, Elias Anderson wasn't great to begin with, but that was, I feel like that was more in the organas- organization than they, Elias they Anderson. Sp- they,
1: yeah. You know, they did not do him any favors. No, I don't think Krafts he had off, a fair, ice to- I don't, board, ha- so I, don't right. I didn't like his attitude and I didn't like that he didn't get a, a fair chance. I don't think he definitely did not get as much of a chance as Heedle did, but Heedle
2: had a different attitude than him. Yeah, no, he went down. He put in his work, and he came back up. With Grafsov, mm. there was blame on both sides, though. Krasov was just a spoiled guy, and the Rangers obviously are never good at managing prospects. So when those forward mix, prospects, forward right, prospects. forward forward right, it's so weird how they get pitch perfect on defensive prospects, but so off on offensive prospects. Like I don't know how that. I, I don't know how you do that. My gosh,
1: Braden Schneider looks like an NHL regular. The way he cycles, he doesn't miss a beat. Like the other night, he was cycling the puck with with. Uh, with Panarin. Oh my gosh. I would think you would think like, okay, one of his passes would catch him off guard. No, none at all. He handled everyone perfectly. He fed it back to, he kept the cycle going and he like jumped in too. like he moved, pinched up. Like he how you, ju-
0: how'd you like that shot? Remember that goal he scored? That oh was- my
1: gosh. Like he's shot. hit that
0: shot like at least four or
1: five times. And he's almost scored on like every single one of them. Like he's hit the post, the goalies robbed him or he just like missed wide. I think he's untouchable the, the way he's
2: played. I way. believe the Rangers value him over Nils Wankles, even though 100%. Nils Wankles,
1: he's yeah. f- fantastic. I cannot say enough good things about Brayden Schneider. Just keep him in the lineup. That's all yeah, I need to say. hundred percent.
0: Keep him in the lineup. And I, and I've, I've watched when they come up to ice, when he makes that first pass, which I'm very into, uh, he does a fantastic job compared to a Nemeth or a Hayek where I don't like what they're doing. And, and, you know, I, I, I still don't understand why they re-signed Hayek, but you know, at the end of the day, this is what they did. But you know what? With the rookies and and you know the players that they have, a player like Schneider is the perfect player to fit into there. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's he's a younger version of what the Rangers were looking for, like that big defenseman that lays the body, you know what I mean? But he's also not they were never, cool, never physical for remember
0: hands. that they were never physical they had like Tanner Glass and like that was that was it
1: <laughs> Tanner Glass the legend they were then more I of know- a finesse team yeah
0: <laughs> you had no one on, I remember the you remember i, I- I can't bring this up, but there was a time when the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup against a certain team. And I kept like looking, I kept looking at the players, and every time they got hit, there was no Ranger coming up and hitting someone else there. It was no physicality there, seriously. And then they brought in these people this year. And now the Rangers lead in hits like in every game. I see it. They always like, you know, they're down like three to one, but the Rangers have like nine to one in
2: hits. Hey, we win as long as we get in hits, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's because that's Chris Jerry's motto. No, I'm sorry, that's Glenn Sather's motto. That's uh I sent you, by the way, the the stats of what each player is like or without um, Patrick Nemeth. I am Did looking
1: you- at this right now. Nils Lundqvist, for our listeners at home. Nils Lundqvist Corsi with away from Patrick Nemeth is between fifty five and 60 percent. With Nemeth on the ice, <laughs> it's like thirty five percent.
2: It's so bad. It's it's a totally different player. And to, to,
1: oh Nemitz nemitz's Corsi away from him is thirty five percent. Sorry, yes, and and together their Corsi is thirty five percent. That is atrocious. Yeah, that's Very. pretty bad. He's even he brought down Panarin's. <laughs> he brought down Panarin's uh, Corsi. That's, <laughs> that's bad. bad. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that's pretty bad. I don't oh know if Drew God. sent this to me or someone else, but when I saw this, this was stats from December. I'm like, holy cow. I knew Nemeth was bad, but holy cow, man. That is atrocious. I mean, this is only factoring
1: in like offensive, right? Corsi's shots. I believe so. But even so, like,
2: I can only imagine what the defensive stats are, man. You need to I look mean, look when at the expected Schneider... goals
1: against on these guys. Like, you need to, you need that, that, uh, that stat. I mean, when... that, that's just incredible. Oh. Right.
2: Yeah. When you saw, um, I, the rule is if when so, the opposing player offensively is going behind the net, the first player to take him is supposed to go after him, and then the second guy is supposed to go in front of the net.
1: Yeah, when and it always
2: screws that up. Right. When <laughs> Brady Schneider went and followed him, Nemeth's like, oh, I'll follow you too. And then there's a guy in the middle, and then they score. I don't know if it was Steve Alcat that mentioned this after, but he's like, bro, that's a rookie move. And you're Patrick, Nemeth, You're you're older. You shouldn't be making that. I mean, it's one thing if he's $1 million, so we're like, okay, we'll just send him down. But he's like $2.5 for this year and another two years. He, he wasn't a Jack Johnson-like
1: signing. That was Tenorti. Tenorti was that 7th D kind of injury replacement He's worse like than
2: Jack Johnson.
1: Nemeth was actually supposed to be our sixth defenseman.
2: Tal- Man, yeah, that's, no that's great, and he was
1: thing. supposed to... People said that he was supposed to be good, analytic-wise. They look good. And I was like, oh, okay, he's got blue, so this must, he must be good. And meanwhile, he... Colorado Avalanche fans are like, good luck with this piece of crap, <laughs> with this uh, pylon. He
2: got wrecked by Vegas, I think, that series. And I was like, okay, he got wrecked by one series, big deal. I'm sure sometime he'll bounce back. Yeah, no, no, he, he, didn't, he didn't bounce back, man. We're screwed with that third pair. The
0: guy sucks. I don't know why in the world they The biggest problem
2: is, is that not only is he bad, that's the least of our problems. The biggest problem is the Rangers believe he's good. That's our major problem. When your own team doesn't understand its own faults, you're automatically screwed.
1: That's that's one of our other problems too that we need to come o- overcome. It's that we're we're a bit stubborn in terms of you know player personnel management, like where we should be playing uh, some of these guys. So, like Jones, in my opinion, I think he should be in the lineup. I think I think Keandre Miller or not Keandre Miller, no, uh, Nils Lundqvist has should get cracks in the lineup. But Braden Schneider, I mean, that's the one where they like, okay, yes, good, good job doing this, good job calling him up, good job throwing him in the lineup and not taking him out. Very good job. And then the forwards leaves a lot to be desired. Like Heedle is not playing the way he should be at this point in his career. Kako Lafreniere, same deal. All right. Uh, one last thing before we wrap it up. Let's um, let's go into the to the Lundqvist uh, tribute. So. We're recording this on Thursday, so tomorrow would be Lundqvist retirement night. Everyone's posting like their favorite Lundqvist memories on Twitter. So what I did was I remember this um, this tweet from the NHL's account years ago when we played Tampa in the in the, the conference finals in 2015. My brother sent me the picture. It was it was Lundqvist and Broussard. Like Lunquist on his back reaching for Brasard. Brassard's at the side of the net and the caption is never leave me. I looked for this like for a little bit yesterday and I finally found it. That's like one of my like favorite pictures of Lunquist I've ever seen. Like probably gonna be
2: depression day, man. It's yeah, just gonna be it's, Yeah, it's gonna be rough.
1: you guys have like any particular moment about Lunquist? Anything that stands out to you?
0: I um, I, oh yeah, I, I think I'm, Jacob I I I think my moment is not exactly a happy moment. I have two moments really. I have a happy and a sad moment. I mean, I, my most exciting moment was against Philly. Remember the the cl- winter classic? Um, yes, that was that was ridiculous. That's I, you know what? That's when I was like, this guy this guy's really good. He he really showed off there. Um, that um was the penalty that was shot save shape. at the end. Yeah, that was. Amazing. that was up rear right yes um, yeah so basically that was that but i also remember the time my heart beat the fastest was when he got hit in the neck with that puck oh, I, I was yeah. are you kidding me i was I like that, that season's a wrap oh my gosh that season that season was terrible but i'll tell you something when he got hit in the neck with that puck uh, oh my gosh my heart beat a million miles an hour you can, oh my god i thought he was dead i thought he was dead I and then he like and then he like got up, you know, he waited. To, I think that was actually as sad as it was that he got hit by that puck. And then he got back from that. That was very, that was like really exciting. It, it meant a lot that Lundqvist was able to get up from that, you know, that he was able to be saved from that. I mean, now he went to the Capitals and then he had the heart problem, but you know, and that's not good either, but that really, I got to go back. That winter classic in Phillies is my favorite moment.
2: Jacob. Yeah. Go um, ahead. I got to go with, the old classic versus Montreal classic. It's off our own defender Girardi, or maybe it was Kevin <laughs> Klein. I don't remember. I think it was, it was Girardi. It
0: was, it was Girardi,
2: right? Where Henry Garfunkel's made this spinning flip backhander save—the waffle like, board okay. save on Vanek. Yeah, the, on Vanek, and then I, I just remember the whole announcement by Doc Murray Vanek with it, and then like he saves that. Brian Boyle sweeps, sweeps it out. I'm like, holy cow! What can't this guy do? It was insane. At that save, I know, like, yeah, we're going to the finals. This guy's not letting up a goal. We're going to the finals. Um, probably the other one, I want to say, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a, not a major moment. It's just, like, when he – I don't know who it was. I think it was on David Savard. I don't remember when he made that insane glove save versus Boston. Maybe it was David Savard. I'm not sure. I think it was the 2012 season. It wasn't anything like major major. I don't think it was in the playoffs. I think it was just a regular season game, but the save itself was like, no I don't think a lot of Rangers fans know that one cuz obviously he's like, you know, he's not Mr. Game 7. That's just one of those, but like he's the best goalie in Game 7s. And obviously everyone remembers that those saves. So these other saves get, you know, forgotten. That one though just stuck in my head. That was really cool.
1: You know, it's funny because my favorite moment is also that Montreal one with the waffle board on Vanek. So a little bit of backstory. I'm, I'm Catholic. Um, that night, it was the night of my confirmation. So I was like, I am not missing this game. It's game six. Rangers have a chance to go to the finals. I'm never going to get an opportunity like this again. Maybe never. Maybe never get an opportunity like that again. Um, so when I'm done with this thing, we have to go out and there has to be TV and it has to have the Rangers game on it. So we did. We found the restaurant. And had the rangers game on it and then i saw that save and my god i was like i i couldn't move i was i was i was so tense man that was just an incredible save saved the game and we ended up winning 1 to nothing and that right there was like one of the best moments ever you know the night of my confirmation wow and then to to watch Lundqvist, you know stymie, the, the canadians and we we beat them and we go to the finals that's a once yeah. in a lifetime kind of kind of thing and also the other one i'll give an honorable mention um, in 2011 or 2010 with 2010 2011 season patcheretti was on montreal and he drove to the net and he knocked down Lundqvist and Lunquist got up and started fighting him oh yeah <laughs> oh, I remember that house, oh uh, my
2: god price goes uh, down a lot but Hank, you like did that once? I'm like, what the heck? And he goes <laughs> now. Nowadays, you get suspended.
1: Like, <laughs> oh I almost forgot about that one. But like, yeah, that one, that one, that one's a funny moment when he squirted Crosby
2: with the water bottle. Oh, that um, was the best.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Ugh. Crosby was looking and I'm like, bro, what the heck? <laughs> <Chilakas> <laughs> just walking past them, squeezing <laughs> the water bottle directly <laughs> in his face. Uh, I, oh, I, I, my honorable mention. Just I had to mention this is when Latang. Backhanded, went off a stick under Lundqvist's arm. If you remember that, it was Game Seven versus Pittsburgh. When the oh, and he caught it
1: with he caught it with his in between his arm. Well,
0: yeah. How do you do that? How yes, does that, even, that, even that, that entire possible? sequence. You know what? That you entire, know what? I, I remember Lundqvist said this. I, I I can't I can't remember, but I remember um, Lundqvist did mention um, to to a reporter or, or something that he knows how hard the position of a goalie is. And that's why he's successful because he understands um, the position he's in. I don't think a lot of goalies understand that sometimes the full position that they're in of oh, the <clears> control heart. of the game.
2: What? <clears throat> I'm not. Sorry, i just clear my throat. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I might have said Carter Hart, but we'll get past
0: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I was getting nervous over there. Carter Hart, Lundquist, what? Okay. Anyways. But I, you know what? I, I feel like just and I, I don't want to say this because every Ranger fan will bash me over the head. Every time just makes a save, I'm thinking, save Lundqvist. You know, every single time that he makes a save. Oh, my goodness. The amount, the amount of uh, a pressure that every Ranger goalie feels because of the amount of shots they have to face every game and then you're that good? Wow. <laughs> you I, know, feel looks- as,
1: I feel as confident as I was with Lundqvist in the back of the net in in between the cage. Uh, with Shesterkin in, in between the, the pipes.
0: But none right. of us feel good saying that. It doesn't I, feel good saying that. You're the king, and I think king. we have to call him the prince, huh?
2: The czar. <laughs> czar. I think, yeah, that was it. The czar. Um, I think it was just Igor now. But yeah, no, I remember people were complaining about the Igor contract extension during the oh, summer man, that are is a idiots. steal. I knew that was a
1: steal right from when they signed it. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is great. You're this idiots. is a good this deal. Is a
2: steal of the century. $5
1: million for a goalie that's going to win the Vezina Trophy? Man.
2: <laughs> you got Bobrovsky in Florida that's making 10.
0: Well Did Chesterkin did not make the All-Star Game?
2: No. Did, no did, he not was... make,
0: did he not make it because of his injury? No, no he didn't he make, didn't it, make because
2: it because the NHL need... doesn't know what to vote.
1: Yeah, you need one representative from each team, and McKinnon, being the legend, the Chad that he is, said it's a, the all-Star game, not the participation games. So I don't care if, you know every team needs their representative. The best players should make it, And he's right. Kadri didn't make it because he he because not you needed one representative from each team. I don't know. I think it's stupid.
2: It's very it's, dumb. It's Panarin dumb. and
1: Shestergan should have
2: definitely made it. It would be like half Ranger squad. That just shows you how much, how far we've come from the John Gilmore top pairing um. with Brady Shea. <laughs> Those were atrocious days. Well, didn't John Gilmore win like the fastest skating contest in the AHL or something like that? He came Maybe. up. That, that sounds,
1: that sounds like it's a thing. That sounds like it's a, it's a thing.
2: I remember um, we had O'Gara also on our squad. Holy cow, man. Neil we Pionk. suck a couple of years ago.
1: Neil Pionk.
2: Neil Pionk was ruined by Lindy Ruff. I believe if Brady Shea... <laughs> after, no one remembers Truba Brady was Shea's too. rookie season. And Brady Shea's rookie season, he, he, was, he, was, a, he was amazing. Yeah, and that Lindy his, Ruff came his season
1: was amazing, yes. And his playoffs were, like, unbelievable. And then I mean, after, everything man.
2: after that, it's just...
1: He kind of fell off a cliff for me. I didn't like him as much.
2: Right. I believe Lindy Ruff destroyed him and Neil Pionk. And if Lindy Ruff wasn't there, Brady Shea would have been a much better player. And Neil Pionk, I mean, you see what happened when he got away from Lindy Ruff, I and mean, look at him now. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pionk is great. He's a good defenseman on Winnipeg. He's one of their best players.
0: Isn't also what? What about Howden? You know what I mean?
2: He oh just got <laughs> the the
1: Rangers j- just. They held on to him for too long, and I don't, I don't know. They did, they did not want to yeah, rip the Band-Aid off of that trade. That something? was like that was a losing deal as soon as they made that trade. Pretty much, like it, it left a lot to be desired. Like I was like, oh, we're gonna trade McDonough. What else are we gonna get today? Because we had already, we had already traded Nash. We traded Grabner. We had gotten pieces back, but I wanted more. So they traded McDonough, and I was like, okay, what are we getting? Point. We're getting Sergachev, right? Cal Foot. And we got none of those guys. We got I Do you
2: remember when we were going to possibly get Brayden Point? It was yes. Either the, Darren, Dra-
1: Darren Drager said because we were throwing JT Miller in there that Tampa Bay would have to throw in, throw back something good, like Sergeyev, Point, Foot, one of those guys. And none of yeah, those guys yeah. came in. And I was so disappointed.
2: I'm like, damn. That trade was atrocious. But the Rick Nash one, man – we essentially got wow. out of that Ryan Strom, Keandre Miller, Ryan Lindgren, and no, that I think that, yeah, those three. Because Ryan yeah, that's, got traded for Ryan Strom.
1: That's, that's like, that's one pair for defense right there. <laughs> right, exactly. That's <laughs> the rebuild right there in itself.
2: Oh, that, Shay, that was the perfect trade. Shea
1: for first round pick, which ended up being uh, Schneider. We traded up to get it, but, you know, that's, I think that was good.
2: Yeah, the Devils, I think, were going to steal Brandon Schneider. That's why the Rangers had to move up, because I think the Rangers believed that the Devils were going to take Schneider. I can't yeah, believe then they'll have they to they
0: <laughs> I think that's I what know. his name is. I believe anyone who goes to the Devils doesn't do good. Yeah, it's just how I believe. I just think that the Devils are a team in the hockey. They are just put there to just be a team. I don't.
2: That's Arizona. What's well, Arizona's, that's even 5, worse?
0: Arizona's worse. They're the AAA. That's true. They're the you know division one, whatever division three, whatever you want to call them. All right, fellas, you guys
1: got anything else to add before we wrap up this episode? Uh, I think that's it from my end. What about you, Shiragi?
0: <laughs> I'm just hoping tonight those should be a first period to watch. The shares uh,
2: out, by the way, you're asking too much.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, let's uh let's let's just hope that the Rangers show up to play tonight, and most importantly, let's hope they show up to play tomorrow against the wild. I'm not expecting a win whatsoever against yeah. that team. Kaprizov
0: yeah. and Zuccarello
1: on a line. It oh, but, it is, right but it
0: is, but it is maybe we could try to like tell Kaprizov to come over
2: here. You know, I don't know. <laughs> we call a Zucatrick.
0: I would, I
1: would stand up and, and start clapping if Zuccarello had a hat trick. Honestly, I would not even be mad. No, that's my that's guy. Fair. That was Definitely my favorite fair. player. I love Zuccarello so much. I wish
2: they never traded him.
0: Uh, we, had we had to, we had to,
2: man. What's that? They traded him for two seconds. Yes, those seconds could have been potentially first, but I, I there was too much. It was honestly they were one OT goal to OT goal away from getting another first. And then Pat, was... Maroon,
1: Pat Maroon scored in overtime.
2: Right, exactly. Man, wow. Yep. Wow. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, that wraps it up for us here on the Ice Cold Takes podcast for this week. Uh, go Rangers! Uh, if you're going to the Lundquist retirement night special extravaganza i hope you have or since this is coming out on saturday uh i hope you had a a lovely evening and uh had a beer for me i'll just say that all right, all right. Peace. peace thanks everyone for tuning in stay tuned for more new york rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our instagram at the boysandblue94 Close see you all next
0: time. time you don't have to go home but you can't stay